Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Amanda Candace podcast. It's your girl, Candace. And tonight we're going to talk about my hymn obsession. In case you guys don't know what hymn is, it's the Finnish rock band from Helsinki, Finland. Their genre is love metal. The lead singer is Villa Valo from Helsinki, Finland. He is now a solo frontman going by VV, standing for Villa Valo. Um, I am in love with this band. I'm in love with their music. I'm in love with the artistry, the time that they put in, and their dedication to us as their fans. I'm extremely grateful, and when they decided to do a farewell tour, I got a hardogram tattooed on my right arm with sun rays representing, I don't know, it's going to go on forever, which is funny because the sun actually dies and the light will go out. But at least I was there for it. (laughs) I guess that's the dark and light contrast Villa always does in his music and his lyrics. And I am such a connoisseur, a hymn connoisseur. Like, I could be a a concierge if him was a hotel. I, I would be the concierge. You guys don't understand how obsessed I was. And I still am. But there was a point in my life where this was all I could think about. And there was a point in my life where I chased this band all across the country as a young girl. Oh, yes. And this is the reason why I draw is Villa Valo's face. Villa Valo's face is the only face that I could stare at long enough to learn how to draw a face. So tonight, I hope he doesn't mind, but we're going to listen to some hymn music. So let me just go to it. My favorite album is Greatest Love Song, Volume 666. How is everyone doing today? I know this morning's podcast was a little heavy. Um, But thanks for being there for me. But let it serve as a cautionary tale that this is what you don't do. As far as, like, revenge porn goes. But anyway, moving on from that topic, I first discovered this band. I remember the day I was getting ready. I was on my way to school. I was in elementary school. No, wait, I had to build elementary school because I was 12. And I remember I was using my K-Switch, and I wasn't going to middle school yet. So I remember I had to be in the fifth grade, and the wings of a butterfly came out. Um, most of you guys know that song in the, in the United States. Um, you know, Wings of a Butterfly, blah, 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 blah. It's really corny and it's not my favorite hymn song, but it's, I cherish it because, um, I cherish it because it's like the first song I was introduced to, you know, and that song just so happened to tap into the U.S. market, but like here there was like decades and years of music before Dark Light. And Dark Light is an album that Ways of a Butterfly came off of. Oh my god, I'm so showing my nerdy side right now. Um, <laughs> oh my god, Villa, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. And thank you. Thank you. Look at my fake accent. Thank you. 
Oh, I just want to say your name right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I have my fake accent. Ah! I love this man. I love this man so much. I don't think you guys understand. No, I think you guys do. You guys, I would draw his face every day. Every day I would draw his face. Every single day from 14 to today, I would draw his face. I would think about his face. I would think. His right eye has an indent so viciously. His, 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 His inner corners of his eyes look like hockey sticks. Like, I know his face probably as good as his mom. And I mean that in the most humblest way. But like I know his face. I know I, I there's a lot of people online who know his face. Because they look at pictures all the time and they look at then they draw it. And they stare. Oh, they stare. And then they like masturbate to it. It's 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 crazy how much eyes are on Villavalo all the time. And it's like it's gonna live on forever because those images of him are there forever. He's gonna be forever young on the internet. And, like, girls today that are born in 2007 who are 13 and, like, 14, you know, they're finally getting it. They're finally getting it. Like, and I'm just like, this is so beautiful. Oh, I love this part. I might do that a lot in this episode. So if you don't like him, then, like, I, I'm sorry. But, like, I just... <laughs> you guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. You guys don't... Okay. Okay. So, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. I've seen them... How many times have I seen them? Okay, 2010. 2000. Shit. There was one time after that, and then two times after that, and then one time after... I've seen them five times. You guys, one time I I lied to ASU... Oh, my God. One time I lied to ASU. <gasps> oh, my God. Hold on. Let me take a hit. Okay, it was... They were touring, and they were hitting Vegas, right? That was the closest date they were going to hit. Because previously they come to Phoenix, but whatever. For this tour, they didn't. So I was, this was 2014, probably. Um, and it was going to be at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. And there was an emergency loan. Because my mom was bankrupt, right? So she didn't have any money to like, lend me. Or else it would have been totally easy. But my mom didn't have the money for it at the time. So like I could get a temporary loan from ASU for 500 bucks. So I told them that I had a sister that died in a drunk driving accident and that it was totally untrue. And I totally got my karma for that because I ended up getting a DUI. I didn't hurt anybody except myself, thank God. But, you know, I lied about that and like I got 500 bucks and I, t- I took an airplane. Did I take an airplane? Yeah, I took an airplane ride to Vegas. It was a 30-minute ride. And then I went to the concert right after the flight 
And then, but, but, well, I went to Forever 21 to get an outfit because in my mind, I was going to meet them every single time. <laughs> every single time I went to a concert, I prepared myself. I'm like, you're going to meet them this time. You're Even I'm going to see Villa Vala as a solo artist next April 23rd. I'm going to... <laughs> I dress up as if I'm going to meet them. So, like, I was like, I had no clothes. So, I'm like, the plan is I'm going to fly. I'm going to touch down in Vegas. I'm going to land in Vegas. I'm going to take the shuttle all the way to Forever 21. Get to Forever 21. Find my outfit. Change. Get to the concert at House of Blues. Get in the crowd. Get noticed by being pretty. And, like... (laughs) And then I'm just like, who the hell do I think I am? Who the hell do I think I am? But the obsession was that crazy, and like I would get there, and like I would, I would, I would inch my way because like being a girl, you could just like cut people. So I'd be in like the, I'd just like cut people like in the crowd, and like I would just be like, oh my god, notice me, notice me, notice me, notice me, notice me, notice me, and like I just, it would never happen. But like when you are, the point is that I'm not trying to like sit here and think like, oh, it's gonna happen for me one day. No, it's not. But like, I'm just saying like. I'm just saying that at the time when you're young and when you love a band and when you're in love with a singer and when you're a teenager and that's all you know, it's magical when he's like 10 feet in front of you, okay? It's magical when you throw something on the stage and it lands onto him and he picks it up and he plays with it. It's so magical when it happens. Like, just let, just let it happen. It was so beautiful. So I land, right? And then I could get to the concert. And I'm so cracked out on Adderall. I'm so cracked out on Adderall. I don't even enjoy the concert. And then I get back on a Greyhound. I get back on a Greyhound bus. And, like, God was really looking out for me that night because my account was negative. And then all of a sudden, I got my tax returns out of nowhere. And then my account was positive a few hundred bucks. So I was able to go to the Greyhound and get some snacks. (laughs) And then... I took the Greyhound all the way back home. I don't know what happened to that dress that was really cute that I wore to the concert. I don't know what happened to it. I think someone stole it from me. Oh my god, I had a crush on this guy named Xavier Carrillo. And like he liked this song named called Join Me in Death by him. And like I remember we were on MySpace and we were like messaging back and forth through comments. And then he was like, do you like Join Me in Death? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I like that song. And then we met at school the next day and we were talking about it. And like, it was just so cute that the, that's the beginning of like messaging and DMs and stuff like that. But it was like really public. So like you can see it. Everybody can see your fucking business. It's just funny. Um, but that was the reason why I think we had a biggest crush on each other. So we both listened to him. I miss him so much. Xavier, if you're listening, come just fucking message Albina and then message me.
You guys, the obsession is fucking real. And then, like, I remember one time I'm... <laughs> okay, their ex-manager, who's dead now, rest in peace, their ex-manager named something-something Seppo. They just called him Sep or Seppo. He was Finnish, and it's a Finnish name I can't really pronounce, so if I'm mispronouncing it, which I probably am, I apologize. But I remember I found an old email. I did some digging, and I found an old and a supposed email that belonged to Seppo, and... I emailed him saying, hey, I am a part of um, a uh, entertainment um, establishment, and I would like to interview the band about their new album. And I was like, I, I, I look like a prepubescent. I look like, a, I, like I, I was, I was, a, I was a prepubescent. I was like, I, well, I was not, pre, I was going, I was going through pubescent. I don't know what you call those, but like. I was like four. I was dead ass 13 and a half, 14. No, I was 14. Messaging Seppo, emailing Seppo saying, hey, can I interview your band? Like, I, <laughs> that works for me for the future concert in the future. That's that's crazy. Oh, the one time that I went with the ASU false pretense loan that sounds horrible but like when i went to that 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 concert that i went to when i was like too strung out to enjoy it tell me why i was outside of their outside of of the back entrance of the house of blues at the luxor in las vegas tell me why i was sitting at the because at every concert i noticed that they have okay you can tell that okay out of all the concerts it's like they have a bucket and it's like a, it's a bucket that has, that's like a metal can that, think of like a big ass can of beans. It wasn't usually can of beans, but think of like that big can, like an industrial can. Think of, think of, think of just like a regular can, but like big. And they would like have it empty and like cut it in half and it would be their bucket of cigarettes. And it would just be all their cigarettes, all the, all the roadies, all the band members, the singer, and like anyone backstage, really. They would smoke and throw their butts in there. And it was the same every concert I went to when I would look. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really bad. Um, mm-hmm. um, sorry, I just love these songs and I'm trying not to smile. You guys, this band makes me so happy. If, if if I'm ever... You guys, when I die, when I die, please play this album. Hymns, Greatest Love Songs, Volume 666. It's 45 minutes. Well, it's 60 minutes, 6, 60 minutes, 6 minutes, and 6 seconds. <laughs> I think. I think. No. I'm wrong. I wish it was. But when I'm when I'm gone, guys, play this album. When I'm gone, when I'm gone, play this album. Mm-hmm. 
So, one night or one concert, I was outside on the steps, outside of the tour buses, and like, whoever was in the tour buses, it just dawned on me. They could see me, but I couldn't see them, and I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there, and I was just sitting there. Like, I probably looked crazy. I probably looked insane. Oh my God, it just dawned on me that people, because it was tinted windows. It was like 5% tint. More than 5%. It was def. Oh my god, I feel so embarrassed right now. I feel so embarrassed. And I was like taking pictures of myself and I was small. I feel so embarrassed. Oh god. God damn it. Okay, now I feel dumb. It was really fun watching me draw his face, Villavalo's face, the singer, over the course of four years uh, in the beginning before I quit art for six years. I know that's sad, isn't it? Um, But like from 13 to 17, I drew his face like every day. I would walk around school with a notebook and it would just be his face. It would be like his left eye, his right eye, his ear, his mouth. Like everything, and it would just like over over the course of like four years, over the course of my whole high school career, you just saw me progress like from drawing him from a like a stick figure to an actual person, to where you can point him out in a lineup like that. That's him from him, and like because of that, like the reason why I'm able to draw faces, you guys, is because of this man. Is because of this man right here. Well, with God and with my skills as well, but like with this man, with the he gave me motivation to get my fucking pencil out. Like, oh, I want to look at his face. Me, like, it was, it was, it was, I made it my mission to, for me to bring his face out with my own hand. Like, if I had the power to bring his face out with my pencil, I was satisfied. I would be so happy. That was, that was going to make me the happiest girl in the world was that if I could draw his face. That was my biggest goal in life was to draw his face. And, like, I fell in love. So I fell in love. I fell in love and I became obsessed. That love turned into obsession. Drawing his face every day, looking at pictures of him every day, saving those pictures every day, looking at him when I was sad, when I was happy. It was my wallpaper. I was listening every day I was listening to him music. I was listening to Razorblade Romance. I was listening to Love Metal. I was listening to Dark Light. I was listening to Greatest Love Songs Volume 666. I was listening to Screamworks. I was listening to, and like, I had to wait for things like Love Metal 2. I had to wait for things like Tears on Tape. And Screamworks was fairly new when I started being a fan, was when Screamworks kind of came out. Oh my god, I love this song so much.
Okay, I'm not gonna be a fangirl on the podcast, but yes, I am. Yes, I am. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me smoke. Let me smoke. I'm smoking weed. I'm I'm smoking weed. I'm not smoking meth, okay? Not that I do. I'm just it just the way that sounded, it just sounded really sketch, so I just sorry. All right, back to Earth, back to Earth, back to Earth. He is so attractive. No, he's so attractive. He is the most attractive man I've I've ever laid my eyes on. And his teeth weren't perfect, and he got his teeth fixed. And I don't know how I feel about it, because, like, porcelain teeth, they look like horse jackman teeth. Because I don't know if horse jackman is the right thing to say. I should have known that I was going to get a hardogram tattoo one day. I mean, I always knew I was, but I didn't know it was going to be this big. And I'm glad I got it on the terms that I did because, like, I don't know, but, like, it's kind of funny that I'm, like, a pretty girl. I'm walking around, like, pretty outfits with a hardogram tattoo. Because people, probably, they probably look at me and they probably think to themselves, like, she's fucking stupid. She doesn't even listen to him at all. And I'm, like, I'm, like, the walking biggest him fan. I'm the biggest fucking walking him fan. In Arizona. I guarantee it. I fucking guarantee it. I'm the biggest him fan in Arizona. <laughs> I don't know about the world. Because there's a lot of... There's a lot of people. Especially young people. Who discover him for the first time. Who are fresh. They're die hard. I mean, I'm die hard as well. But like... They're like willing to jump on the blade, and I'm, at this point, I'm just willing to take a poison. But they're willing to jump on a blade. I, I'm not willing to jump on a blade anymore. That kind of, that's gonna hurt. So I do have plans coming up, though, for the next concert, the next Filavala concert. Um, next year, I'm gonna dress up, and then I'm going to. Dress up, dress up, dress up, dress up, and then and then I'm I'm going to try to get noticed, and this is gonna be my last time. This is gonna be my sixth attempt, my sixth attempt at trying to get noticed. And if I don't get noticed, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all good. But the numbers and the days are lining up in the numerology, and I'm just like so ready for it. So let's talk about my first concert. So I discovered them at 12. Fast forward two years later, I'm 14. And they're going on tour for the first time since I discovered them. And I'm like ready to go. I'm ready to go. And then I have a friend named Brianna who doesn't know them except that one wings from a butterfly song. 
and she's gonna go with me all the way to Vegas and she's gonna stand there with me for a whole hour. See, this is how I knew she was my friend. She stood there with me for with in a concert in a band she didn't listen to. And like she she was she was down. She was down to so she was down to like spend time with the fan freak. You know what I mean? I was the biggest fan freak. I was the biggest him fan freak. And Brianna was down to stand in line with me. And she saw Bam Margera when she went to the bathroom. Like, how fucking... How, and, like, the lady in line next to us met him. And I was like, oh, I should have went to the fucking bathroom. I'm kind of glad I did it because I would have freaked out. I would have freaked the fuck out. Um... <laughs> but yeah, Bam Margera in 2010 was still hanging around with Villalala in Vegas. Which was kind of disappointing because I thought he was getting sober at the time. But like, I, I can't judge. I can't judge. Damn, why did I come for him like that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We light the candle. Because the set the mood here. So, I convinced my mom to get us tickets, and then, like, I find out that Villavalo's favorite song is Solitude by Black Sabbath. So, I write down the lyrics in Finnish, I think. I do the Google Translate. Who knows how accurate it was, but I wrote I it down, and I'm glad he didn't read it, because it would have been really embarrassing. So, I'm glad he didn't read it, and um, I wrapped it up, and I put it in a Coke bottle, and then I threw it on stage, and then... The lead guitarist looked at me in the eyes and was like, did you just really throw that on stage? You almost made me fall. I did almost made him fall. Like, if he... It, it was it was all God. Because, like, I, I prayed so much. Because I knew what I was going to do. I knew I was going to throw it. So I just, like, prayed that it would make it on stage. And, like, it made it on stage. But, like, it could have made someone fall. It could have really messed something up. And I could have gotten kicked out. And Brianna could have gotten kicked out. And it could have gotten... It could have been really, really bad. It could have been really, really bad. And, like, in hindsight, like, I shouldn't have done that. Because <laughs> it could have really messed things up. And, like, when I threw it, Villa was off stage. I, I know he was on stage. But, like, when he, he was off stage, and then he picked it up when he came back on stage. And then he played with it with Miguel or Mijay. And it was, it was, it was, it was... It was profound. It was absolutely astonishing to see them play with something that I touched. It was like as if I made a guitar, or if I made if I, it was if I made a guitar pick, or if I gave them a guitar pick, and they were using it to play. I was very very thankful, very very happy, and I and I I can't. If there is a heaven, then that means I get to relive that day four twenty four over and over and over and over and over again. It was truly magical, y'all. And, like, after that day, I mean, that's that's the day that April 24th represents or 424 represents. You'll see that number represented a lot in my art. Or you'll see that number represented a lot in my posts. Or if you'll see me post a screenshot or pictures of some numbers that represent 424. And that's where it comes from. It comes from that night. So, the more you know, right? I kind of want to pivot to, like, the concerts that happened after 
2010 after my first concert. There was one in particular that stood out because I couldn't see. I had a pair of glasses and they were Dolce and Gabbana, I believe. They were purple, but they were Dolce and Gabbana, I believe. But they were the type to like auto shade in the dark. I mean, in the in the in the sun. But that's not to say that that's what happened. It's that I was doing my thing and like trying to get in the front, and consequently, I got bumped by trying to bump into someone, and my glasses fell off. You guys, my glasses fell off, and I, I was at the end of the concert. I was like, Velma. My glasses, my glasses, where are my glasses? And I found my glasses. And I watched the tour bus drive by and I was like, goodbye, goodbye, I'll never see you again. And then I saw them again at the Van Buren and it was, <laughs> they performed this song and that was the last time I was ever gonna see them again. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, though. It's It was tragic. The Van Buren show was the last time I saw them ever. Ever. And when I say them, I mean him. Him as in them. Not Villa, but like Mije, Linda, Gas, Burton. All of them were a band. I, people, people get lost in the villa sauce. Like they, they get lost in the sauce. And his sauce and his sexy. He's the front man. Yes, I know, but that's what sells the records. People don't really get it. Their music was rock, rock and roll. It was pain. It was love. It was, it was kiss. It was Black Sabbath. It was. It was Kiss and Black Sabbath. It was type of negative. It was. Monster Magnet. I don't fucking know. It was Kiss and Black Sabbath. If Kiss and Black Sabbath had a band, it would be him. I did have a whole episode on the bands that I like. I think for me, if you like him, you're automatically my boyfriend. Like, and I, and I can't, there's a difference between you liking him before I showed you who him was and you liking him after I showed you who him was. Or like, I mean, I mean, if you liked him before I, I knew you. Does that make sense? Like, if I introduce you to him and then you like them now, that doesn't count. Like, my first boyfriend, he was into him. My first big crush, he was into him. You could be the ugliest dude. If you're into him, I'll, I'll suck your dick. 
I swear to God. Like, I just... I'm just kidding. This song is so beautiful. It's called When Love and Death Embrace. I went to um, the dispensary this morning. Debbie's? Little Debbie's? Little Debbie's or Debbie's, not Little Debbie's. Debbie's on North Phoenix on 27th Ave in Peoria. I, and um, I wore my hem pin. And I was wearing all black, and then like my butt tender recognized my pin, and I was, and he was like, "Are you a him fan, or are you just like the hardogram?" And I'm just like, oh, "I'm a him fan." He's all like, "Bam Margera," and I'm like, "Oh no, I figured I've discovered them like on VH1 and like LimeWire." And he's all like, "Oh okay." And then he talked about Fuse TV, and remember, you guys remember Fuse TV? How like in Fuse TV. You could literally watch uncensored music videos all night or all night as opposed to like MTV. Yeah, Fuse TV, remember that. Anywho. Their music to me changed my life <laughs> in a way where it changed the way I look at romantic relationships. Hear me out. The way he, the lyrics that they write and that, that are sung and played along to, the way that it's done, and orchest- the way that it's orchestrated is done in such a way that is it could be it's cinematic. It really is. Is it? It's. If you close your eyes and you listen to any of his songs, close your eyes, listen to any of his songs. You'll imagine like the best like love story, whether it be from vampires or werewolves or murderers or just long lost lovers or you and Villa himself. That's the beauty in it. That's the beautiful part. It's like porn. It's like lesbian porn. It's like lesbian straight porn. I'm just kidding. And for some people, I'm not. For a lot of women, I'm not kidding. When I found out that Villa was going on tour, I bought the ticket immediately, and it's a year away. I did not have to buy it now, but I did. There's no, like, rows or anything, so I got a general admission, but hey, if there's a meet and greet, I'm buying. But there's probably not going to be a meet and greet because of COVID. Fucking COVID. If there's a meet and greet, I'm going to fucking piss myself. I, I dead ass, I'm going to fucking piss myself if there's a fucking meet and greet.
I never met any musicians before. But if I meet them or if I meet Villa, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. I'm yeah, I'm gonna die. If I meet them, I'm gonna drop dead. That's that's no exaggeration. That's no exaggeration. And because I love you so, I'm not gonna let you drag out and listen to me talk about how much I love him. <laughs> I love you guys. This is a short, sweet episode of the Mannequins podcast. Um, keep an eye out for any updates for the Patreon. I'm still trying to get the finalizing on the tweaks on it. Turns out that I can't turn on a membership without certain things in place. I have my page approved, but I, I guess I'm not. I guess I need some help. So I'm on to YouTube. Let I go. Thank you everyone for being so patient with me. I love you all. Have a great night. Hey, P.S., 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 I'm having a great time with this podcast. I started it eight months ago. Wait, hold on. Nine months ago. Oh, wow. And we have, in the past 30 days, we have got we have gotten 478 downloads. That is crazy to me. That is crazy. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's over 10 people a day. That's almost that's almost fifteen people a day. I think. I think. Definitely, definitely over ten. I'm embarrassing myself. I'm. So, I apologize, but like, I apologize for my math. But like, I'm just so very thankful to every single one of you who are listening to the podcast right now, who've made it thus far, who go to the end of the episodes, who reach out to me and tell me what I'm doing good, what I'm doing wrong, and just your your reviews and your just just everything that you have done for me it, all over the world um your downloads your shares your feedback means the absolute world to me and i don't know how long but however long it takes a year two years four years five years six years seven years 12 years 15 years we're gonna be in the man and candace podcast um eventually you guys all these personal topics are gonna run out and i'm gonna have to get more groundbreaking and then that's either gonna make or break me so I need your sincere input. I need you to tell me what you want to hear. I mean, I could, I mean, I, I always am going to test the waters. I'm always am going to put out content that I see entertaining for an audience that, that I think would find entertaining, that I find entertaining, such as I've been doing. But, you know, I only I go by analytics. I go by what's popular. I go by what gets attention. I go by numbers. So I think it'll help me save a lot of time if you just tell me put the type of topics you want to you want me to talk about. If there's anything that you are curious about me that you want me to speak on, if there's anything that you want me to cover besides celebrity gossip or celebrity news, then I am your girl. So let me know. Thank you for listening to the Manicandis podcast. Good night. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Wherever you are in the world, thank you. Have a great one. Bye-bye.